This podcast was made with Anchor. Hello, and welcome to the Solo Storyteller. This podcast will feature the real-life gameplay of the various solo RPG adventures that I record in my journal. Each episode will start with a brief overview of the particular game that I am playing, followed by the results of the dice rolls and card draws. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy the adventure. Hello and welcome back. Um, Today is Saturday, February 11th, 2023. Um, I am so sorry for this episode being nearly a week late. Um, Between getting report cards done and not feeling well, I just didn't have a chance to finish um, Her Odyssey, which you can get for free um, on itch.io. I will link that um, in the description below. Um, but yeah, I've finished the story now, the game now, and I, I could have kept going, um, but I wanted to move on to something else. So I kind of made it the end, even though I didn't get the jokers for the false hom- homecoming and the true homecoming. Um, Overall, uh, I really, 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 really liked this game. I would definitely give it a probably like a four out of five because, you know, it could just keep going and, and you could create a whole like novel-ish, novelette, novella um, over it. Uh, so I hope you enjoy the ending of Dara's Odyssey. Clouds parted, and Dara saw a crescent moon in the sky. Her panic eased only slightly. She had time to get back to the capital to stop the wedding. She had time to set this right. Dara traveled quickly across the realm. She barely slept, hardly ate, and rested only long enough to barter for a horse or beg a ride on a traveling cart. Within a fortnight, the crescent moon had faded into darkness, come back, and was now inching towards being full and round. It was the fourth day of the waxing moon when Dara arrived back in the capital. The city was above with the pending nuptials, and it was all Dara could do to stay silent and twist the signet ring around her finger in a reminder of the oath that she had made and the promise that she was going to keep. Dara was going to walk to her favorite tavern when suddenly a notice board caught her eye. Buried under papers was a familiar face, and when Dara freed the paper, she froze in terror. There, looking up at her, was a charcoal description of her own face. The header said wanted, dead or alive, and the reasoning was witchcraft and treason. Dara looked around, hoping that no one recognized her, and no one did. No one was even looking at her. Dara crumpled up the piece of paper, stuffed it into her pocket, and continued on her way. Knowing that she needed to hide, she searched the back alleys of the capital for an abandoned dwelling. She found one quickly and ducked through the broken door. The floor was dug out, and Dara fell under her hands and knees at the unexpected drop down. Tears came to her eyes as she lay on the floor, not because of the pain from the fall, but because of the pain in her heart. The full moon was coming soon, the love of her life was getting married to a virtual stranger, and she was wanted dead or alive by the crown. Dara knew that she was safe for the time being, and that thought should have been enough for her. But it wasn't. She was crestfallen. 
and she didn't know what to do. Who are you? Dara glanced behind her and saw a young boy. He was wearing a purple tunic with gold embellishments, and he wore a gold torque around his neck. She immediately knew that she was looking at the crown prince of the realm, and so she dropped into a low curtsy. My name is Dara O'Sullivan, my prince, she said in a squeaky voice. And why are you in my palace? he asked. My father is friends with the king, your father, and they are meeting right now. I was hungry and was given permission to find the kitchens, but I'm lost. Young Prince Tiernan walked over to Dara and took her by the hands. If our fathers are friends, then we should be friends too. Dara O'Sullivan, will you be mine? My friend, I mean? Dara looked up into the eyes of the prince and smiled for the beginning of their friendship. Then she awoke, and her resolve was strengthened. She had known Tiernan too long to lose him like this. She would find out what was going on and fight for his heart if it came down to it, because she loved him. With that mantra repeating in her mind, she came up with a plan. She would have to sneak into the palace, make her way to the prince's room, and remind him of the oath that they had made to one another. With the guards looking for her, sneaking into the palace would have to be done on an occasion when they would be more concerned about something else, something like the wedding. And so, even though it would be cutting it close, Dara decided to wait until the wedding to confront the prince. The day of the wedding arrived, and Dara snuck into the palace as a delivery girl. She had stolen a uniform from the laundry days before, and was able to walk right in with all the other workers and servants. No one paid her a second glance. The hallways of the palace were abuzz, with activity as the final preparations were being made for the wedding. Everywhere Dara turned, someone was talking about how joyous this day was, though more than a few remarked at how sudden the wedding was, and how strange it was that the prince and their new princess didn't have a proper year-long engagement as tradition normally dictated i heard that the princess bewitched the prince whispered a baker as she kneaded the bread for the wedding feast shame on you corey remarked another kitchen worker you know that the prince fell in love with her at first sight it's so romantic the baker who dara recognized shook her head no that's not possible the prince was loved with enough of that chitter chatter ordered the lead baker, a stern woman who had always frightened Dara whenever she had come down to the kitchens, back to work. The bakers fell silent, and Dara slipped out of the shadows and made her way up the servant's stairwell to the royal chambers. She enters Tyrion's chamber and saw that no one was in the receiving room. She then went to the wind door and pushed it open. There she saw Tiernan looking out the window in his wedding finery. Tiernan, she cried out, unable to contain herself. She thought that the prince would turn around or acknowledge her presence in some way. But he didn't, which was strange. Dara crept closer until she was standing right beside him. That's when she saw a pale red energy emanating from him, and her eyes narrowed with worry and suspicion. Tiernan, she asked again in a quiet voice. The prince again did not move. He just continued to stare out the window. Tiernan, called a female voice from the receiving room. Where are you? In here, my love, he replied in a flat voice. Dara knew that she had to hide, so she raced to the bed and slid under it just as someone walked in. From her place, her hiding place, Dara couldn't see much, but she could see the fine white hem of a wedding gown and the gnarled feet of a witch underneath it. Come, Tiernan, it is time to be married, the woman said in a voice that hurt Dara's ears. Married? 
Tiernan sounded unsure. And then there was a crackle of power, and the woman spoke again in a spooky voice. We are going to get married, my love, remember? I am to be your wife. Yes, Tiernan agreed, his voice hollow and monotonous. We are to be married. Excellent, the woman said with glee. Escort me to the chapel, my prince. As you wish, my princess. They left the room, and Dara got out from under the bed. Now everything made sense. Tiernan didn't want to marry someone else. He was under a curse to do so. A curse that Dara was going to break. Though she didn't know how. She raced to the chapel, ignoring all the strange looks and signs of recognition as she passed people in the palace. She was determined to stop the wedding and break the curse that Tiernan was under. She wasn't going to let the man and the kingdom that she loved fall prey to some sinister scheme. But it seemed as though the gods were scheming against her. By the time she made it to the chapel, it was closed. The guards, who were the foreign delegation and did not recognize her, said that she could try her luck with the viewing gallery up above, but warned her that people had been camped out for days to get a spot to see the nuptials, and that she probably wouldn't get in. Dara didn't care. She was going to do whatever it took to get into the chapel and stop the wedding. If anyone knows why these two may not be wed, speak now or forever hold your peace. Prince Tiernan has promised to someone else, Dara called from the back of the gallery as she pushed and shoved her way forward. There were shocked gasps as the nobility looked up to see who was making such a scene. When she made it to the front of the balcony, she saw that all eyes were on her, including Tiernan's. My name is Dara O'Sullivan, she announced in a loud voice. I set off three moons ago to search the kingdom for stories and tales to bring back to our fair king. And before I went, Prince Tiernan asked me to be his, and I accepted. She held up her hand and showed the signet ring for all to see. Then she pointed it at the princess. That is not a princess, but a witch, she cried. She is here for some nefarious purpose. She can't marry the prince. Thief, boomed the voice of the king. Thief and liar. This princess is our friend. And you, you stole that ring from my son and then ran away. What? Dar exclaimed in horror. No, I didn't. I... Seize her, the king ordered. And the people in the gallery who hadn't parted for Dara now moved aside so that the guards could drag her away. No, she cried as she struggled against their grip. No, you have to let me go back. You have to let me go. Tiernan's in danger. The kingdom's in danger. Please. Dara caught a glimpse of one of the guards and realized that it was one of the boys that she had grown up with. She looked to the other guard and realized that it was his twin sister. Please, you know me, she said. You know what Tiernan and I are to one another. You can't let this happen. Aspen, Lily, please believe me. Aspen and Lily looked at one another. Dara wasn't sure that they were going to help her, but then they did. They let her go. Dara raced back to the gallery of the chapel, pushed her way over the spectators again, and jumped over the balcony. She landed with a painful thud in the middle of the aisle, and then even though her ankles were killing her, she raced up to the altar where Tiernan and the princess were about to kiss. Dara barreled into the two of them, and that act caused an illusion to shatter. 
instead of being about to kiss the princess, or rather the witch, was about to stab Tiernan. The congregation screamed in horror. But it was just the people of the kingdom who were screaming. The princess's people had been nothing but glamours covering skeletal demons who flew away as soon as their true selves had been shown. How dare you, the witch princess shrieked. How dare you do this to me? How dare you, said Tiernan, pulling his sword out and holding it to the witch's throat. Your curse is ended. I suggest that you leave before my mercy runs out. The witch raised her hands to cast another curse on Tiernan. But the prince cut them off. The witch shrieked in frustration and pain before disappearing in a puff of black smoke. Tiernan sheathed his sword and then turned to Dara. You came back. Of course I did, she replied. I said I would. Tiernan smiled and took her hand. He ran his thumb over the signet ring that he had given her. I was so worried that you were lost, he said. I have journeyed far, Dara admitted. But you are my home, Tiernan. I love you. And I swear to be by your side forever. No, shouted the king as he stormed down from the royal box. I forbid it. No son of mine will marry someone beneath him. Beneath? asked Tiernan incredulously. Father, Dara saved my life and the lives of everyone in the kingdom from the witch that you welcomed with open arms. The king glowered at his son. Dara knew that he never would have willingly put his son and kingdom in danger. And she also knew that he would never agree to Tiernan marrying someone that wasn't of noble blood. Your majesty, she began tentatively, I know that you want what is best for your son and for the kingdom. And I know that you think a princess will be the best way to secure a lineage that will keep our kingdom strong. But let me assure you that no one will love your son more than I. And no one will fight to their last breath for this land like I will. The king looked Dara up and down, and then his gaze settled on how her hands were intertwined with his son's. Then, with a sigh, he nodded. Very well, he said at last. I give my consent and blessing to this union. Thank you, father, Tiernan said happily as he extended out a hand. Thank you so much. The king shook his son's hand. Thank me by being a wiser king than I have been and by keeping our people safe, which I nearly failed to do. I will do that, Tiernan promised, as he stepped back and wrapped his arm around Dara. We will do that. A year to the day later, Dara and Tiernan were wed, not in the chapel, but in the capital square where everyone, rich and poor, could witness their nuptials. In front of the entire kingdom, they promised to love one another for all of the days of their lives, and when they sealed their commitment to one another with a kiss, everyone rejoiced. Dara's odyssey had finally come to an end. The end. Okay, so 
thank you for listening to my solo RPG journal adventure. I hope you had as much fun listening as I did playing. Come back next week to listen to a whole new story. TTFN. Ta-ta for now.